As you watch this teaching, please subscribe, like, and comment so more people can see. Welcome to Home Group. This is Tuesday night, and last night we had such a great time. We started our brand new series, which is called God's Hall of Faith, and I want you to have the free download. Just go to renter.org. Please, please, please go there. I want you to have this because we work very hard preparing this for you, and this free study guide is huge. I mean, it is like a little book, Denise. I'm sure. When I sent this to the editors, they were like, ay, 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 this is a big one, and it's free. It's filled with all the Greek words, the points, the principles. It's all right here. Please go to renter.org to get yours. It's right on the homepage. And while you're there, you ought to order the whole series. This is what I'm teaching in the regular TV program this week. And guys, I'm so excited about these programs because of the teaching and because of the stand-ups, the introductions to all of the programs they're filmed in St. Petersburg, Paul. You had a lot of fun on that trip in St. Petersburg. Well, you know what? We like to go around the world to biblical locations to film the introductions to all the programs. But because of COVID, we were not able to leave Russia. I was going to say, St. Petersburg doesn't sound yeah. like a biblical location. That's, although well, there's a way you can teach anything. It's named after uh. St. Peter. Well, it is. It's not named after Peter the Great. It's named after Peter, mm -hmm. the Apostle. That makes it biblical. Okay, that makes it biblical. But the stand-ups are <laughs> amazing to those programs. We, saw, we show the interiors of the Winter Palace. You know how big the Winter Palace was? Two million. 511,000 square feet. It is the equivalent of 14 football fields all under one roof. Can you imagine a house that big? And if you walk all the hallways, if you put them one after another and walk all the hallways, it's 15 miles of hallways under one roof. And the first person to live in the Winter Palace was Catherine the Great, and she lived there with her dog. Is that amazing? Anyway, you should see the program. They're just amazing. And I connect it to Hebrews chapter 11. You say, how in the world do you connect that to Hebrews chapter 11? Go see the program and you'll find out. But hey, be sure to get your study guide, God's Hall of Faith, and the whole series, 10 parts, God's Hall of Faith. It will walk you into the life of faith and will really encourage you just to stay on track with whatever it is that God promised to you. And we're also offering Sparkling Gems from the Greek. Sparkling Gems, volume number one, and Sparkling Gems, volume number two. These are great books. Now, they may seem very, very big. They are heavy, and they are big. Let me, let me show it to you. Look at this. They are pretty big, well, they, but... Paul, they each weigh eight pounds. They're easy to read. They're easy to read because it's just a few pages every single day. For instance, let me open up Sparkling Gems number one. I'm just going to flip it open to any page. Okay, there's no day here. Skip a page. Skip a page. There you go. July 20th. Do you practice sin in your life? Oh, that's a serious question. And then on the subject of Galatians 521, 1, 2, 3, 4 pages. It's a pretty simple read. You just read a little bit every day. And how do every one of them end? They all end with a confession. They all end with questions to discuss. And, and they prayer. all end with a prayer. And I always say that if you don't read them, you can use them to lift weights because they're eight pounds each. <laughs> but anyway, that. you know, people get scared when they see the size of those books. But you just read a little bit every day. And by the end of a year, you have literally walked through 
major teachings in the New Testament. I guarantee you, if you read that book, you will grow. I have a staff member right now, one of my A-team in Moscow. He's reading Sparkling Gems every day. He comes in every morning and says, wow, here's what I read in Sparkling Gems today. It's really enriching his life. Mm -hmm. And we're not trying to sell a book, friends. People read those books all over the planet. I just believe it'll make a difference for you. But hey, Maxime, welcome to Home Group. I'm happy to be here. here. Hello, Home Group. I want to say that you are amazing. Did you just say that St. Petersburg was named after Apostle Peter? Yeah. You're amazing. I'm Russian. I grew up in Russia. I always thought that St. Petersburg was named after Peter the Great. Peter the Great is not a saint. He didn't live a holy life, but what's... It's amazing about you. You moved to my country. You fell in love with my country. You know the history of my country better than I know it. You're amazing. Well, you know what? When our family descended from the airplane on our stairs at the Riga Airport in 1992, we're almost at our 40th anniversary, 30th anniversary, guys. We got on our knees right on the tarmac at the bottom of the steps of the airplane, and we kissed the pavement, and we asked God to put this land in our heart. I remember because the Soviet soldiers with machine guns were standing around us looking at us like, what in the world are they doing? But God put it in our heart much deeper than we ever knew he would. And here we've been here 30 years. And Maxime, we just fell in love with the Russian-speaking people. Thank, well, thank you. Thank you. It's very humbling for me to... Well, it's our privilege. Thank you. Hey, Sister Renner, welcome. Welcome. Welcome, 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 home group. Are you enjoying this? I can't wait to hear what Rick's going to share tonight. Okay, I have to tell them what you're wearing. Oh, okay. All right, Denise is wearing these earrings. Can I show them earrings, honey? They look expensive, but they are not. I bought them on the Via Della Rosa in a shop that was nearly like a junk, junk shop, which was run by a bunch of Bedouins. And honey, they're so pretty. They are. Rick's been so kind to me through the years and bought me jewelry and so I just enjoy it from time to time. Well those are not expensive but they're sure pretty and you're prettier. But hey are you guys ready? Let's go. Tonight we're going to go back to Hebrews chapter 11 and remember that if you need prayer we would love to pray with you. Just write to us prayer at render.org or call us 1-800-742-5593. The moment we hear from you we're going to begin to put our prayer together with you. But last night we began our brand new series God's Hall of Faith, we saw in Hebrews chapter 10 that there was a group of believers that were discouraged. Have you ever been discouraged? Why were they discouraged? Because decades have passed and they have been waiting and 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 waiting for the promise of God to come to pass and it has not come to pass. And now they're tempted to think, you know what, maybe it's never going to happen. I mean, if it was going to happen... Wouldn't it have happened already by now? We've stood, we've believed, we've waited. Maybe it's time for us to shuck this whole deal and just move on. You know, God will love us even if we don't stay in this place of faith. But we've just been paralyzed. We've been stuck here in our lives. If we would just let go of this promise, at least we could move on and begin to do some things. And the writer of Hebrews told them in Hebrews 10 verse 35, don't do it. Cast not away your confidence. Maxime and I were talking about that word cat, uh, confidence before the home group tonight. Maxime? Yeah, it means being blunt and what I like about it. Blunt. 
blunt, blunt, and parousia is always connected to speaking. And the the connection you made that faith is always it, it faith always speaks. It's if, amazing. If faith doesn't speak, it's not faith. You're just thinking. You're just thinking. Faith always speaks. Very deep thinking. The word confidence always has to do with speaking, and it's very audacious speaking. If it's not speaking, it's just thinking. Faith speaks. Always. Let's all say that. Faith, faith speaks. speaks. And if it doesn't speak, you're just thinking. It's not really, it's not faith yet. Faith always speaks. Let's say it again. Faith, faith, faith speaks. And the writer of Hebrews says, cast not away your confidence. Quit your bold confession. Quit thinking of giving up your bold confessions of faith. And he says, because it has great recompense of reward. And we saw last night, it means payday really is coming. If you'll stay in faith, God, who is the great paymaster, he'll see to it that you're paid that you are reimbursed for your time and your expenses. He will give you reparations for anything you've lost along the way. He will grandly pay you what you have believed for. Then we come to chapter 11 and verse 1. Here's this famous, famous verse. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Well, when you read this in Greek, it's quite different. First of all, the word now, and a lot of people teach on this word now. They say faith is now, and that's true. But the word now is not in Greek. It's not there. It's the Greek word day. It is a comparative statement. Now let me tell you what faith is like compared to those that are moving out of faith. Because in chapter 10, mm -hmm. he's talking about people that are regressing, people that are retreating, people that are throwing away their faith. The Greek literally says, but. But now let me tell you how faith behaves. And it says, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Well, first of all, the word faith, I told you last night, the Greek word pistis. The word faith in the New Testament always describes a force that is moving forward. It's like a bullet that's been shot out of the gun. Faith is never receding. Faith is never regressing. This is one way that you'll know whether you're in faith or not in faith. Faith will take you somewhere. Faith is always moving forward. But listen to this. It is from a root that means to persuade, to trust, or to believe. It describes a supernatural persuasion from God that imparts an impulse or divine spark to believe. It depicts a guarantee or a warranty of something, a force that propels one forward toward a goal. So if you're in faith, you're not receding, you're being propelled. You've got something in you so strong, you're convinced of it, you're persuaded of it, and God even gave you the spark to believe. It's amazing. To be clear, faith is never in retreat, never. It is a divine force that always propels one forward, and if you are in retreat, you're not in faith. That's, that's important. But the verse says faith is the Substance. Okay, let's talk about the word substance. In Greek, it is the word hypostasis. The word hupo means by. The word stasis is a form of the word histomy, which means to stand. When you compound the two words together, here it's translated as the word substance, which to my ears doesn't mean anything. I never understood what that meant. Now, faith is the substance. What in the world does that mean? Well, it's the word hypostasis. The Greek word hupo and the word histomy compounded, hypostasis, And here's what it means. Listen, 
to stand by something. So you could translate faith as standing by something. It is the attitude and actions of one who has determined to stand by something promised and refuse to budge from it. It is a fixed decision that one will be unmoving and he will stand by a person, principle, promise, or territory. It depicts someone whom I say is like a bulldog that has found the bone of his dreams. He wraps his jowls around that bone and it doesn't matter how hard you tug or how hard you pull to take it away from him, he's going to stand by that bone. This is a person driven by insatiable desire who has decided they will never relent, never surrender, never bend, never break, never give up. Faith is the substance. It literally means faith is standing by things hoped for. It describes the behavior of faith. That's really what it means. It is an unbendable, unbreakable, never give up, never surrender kind of faith. Isn't that powerful, Denise? It's so powerful. And when you read all of Hebrews chapter 11, guess what it's about? It's about people who never surrendered. They never give up. They never bent. They never broke. They had plenty of opportunities to walk away and to cast away their faith, but they decided they were going to hold tightly to things hoped for. That's what it says. Look at it in verse 1. Yes. Things hoped for. Well, that means they haven't received it yet but they're going to stand by what they're hoping for. Wow. So now we've seen already faith is a divine spark from God to believe. It is a force that propels one forward towards something he's believing for. Faith stands by and never lets go of what it is believing for. Faith is the strong persuasion, it is the strong conviction that what God has promised is exactly what is going to happen. And when you're standing in faith, you never give up. You just never give up. You say, I don't care how hard the devil tries to take it away from me, I will never surrender it. And then when you go on in Hebrews chapter 11, verse 2, it says, through faith... Okay, let's stipulate. What kind of faith are we talking about? Faith that moves forward. Faith that moves forward and faith that never bends, never breaks, never surrenders, never lets go. This unbendable, unbreakable, never surrendering attitude. And speaks. And faith that speaks. Through this kind of faith, we understand the elders obtained a good report. Well, the word elders refers to people in the Old Testament. And now all of Hebrews chapter 11 is about people in the Old Testament who received a word from God. And even though they had an opportunity to walk away and to give up, they determined they would never bend, never break, never surrender, never yield, never budge. They were going to stand by what God promised come hell or high water or how long it takes. They had made a determination, we're never going to let go of this. And because they refused to let go, they obtained a good report. They got what they were believing for. And then when you come to Hebrews 11, verse 3, we have a verse that nearly everybody misunderstands. And I misunderstood it until I read it in the Greek. It says, through faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the Word of God. So everybody reads that, and they think that it's referring to Genesis chapter 1 when God created the universe. It's not talking about that. 
Verse 2 just told us what it's talking about. It's talking about what people did in the Old Testament. Mm -hmm. Now, why would suddenly it switch to creation when verse 2 just told us this whole chapter is going to be about individuals who believed God in the Old Testament? Well, when you read verse 3 in the Greek, there's something very important. The King James Version says, through faith, through this unbendable, unbreakable, never give up kind of faith, we understand that the worlds were framed by the Word of God. The word worlds is not the word gase. The word gase would mean the physical planet. Mm -hmm. Earth. It is not the word cosmos, which would describe the universe. If it was describing the act of creation, it would have been the word cosmos. This is the word ionos. The word ionos does not refer to the physical earth. It does not refer to the universe. It describes specifically limited periods of time, like decades, centuries, millenniums, generations. So you could translate the verse through this unbendable, unbreakable, never give up kind of faith. We understand the different time periods in the past history of mankind have been framed by the Word of God. Mm. The word frame does not describe the act of creation. It is the act of reshaping or remolding. That's what the Greek word means. For example, if I was a potter and I made a vessel, and once I made it, I say, you know, I really don't like this vessel. I wouldn't reach for a brand new lump of clay. I would take that old lump of clay, I would smash it, and I would refashion it. I would remake it. It was the same clay, but my hands were able to make it new and give it a new form. That's the word that is used here. So now you could translate the verse through faith, this unbendable, unbreakable, never give up, never surrender kind of faith we understand. And by the way, we understand is even important in Greek. It means we have considered. It means if you look at the Old Testament and you put your brain to work, you can see how faith works. You can understand this. Mm -hmm. So through this unbendable, unbreakable, never give up, never surrender kind of faith, we understand intelligently that past periods in the history of mankind, past generations, past decades, past millennial, past periods of time in man's history have been reshaped, remolded, altered. The King James Version says, by the word of God. The Greek really says, by a word from God. Oh, that totally changes this verse. Now it fits into Hebrews chapter 11. Verse 1 says, faith is the substance. It means faith stands by, never lets go is determined it will never move. Faith stands by what it's hoping for. Verse 2 says, this unbendable, unbreakable kind of faith is why the elders of the Old Testament received a good report. Verse 3, and in their time, in their generation, back when they lived through this unbendable, unbreakable faith, through their time and their generations, they reshaped their history and their generation by the word that they received from God. Well, that totally changes this chapter. And all of chapter 11, guess what it's about? People who in their day, in their time, received a word from God, and by standing by a single word from God, and maybe that's the only thing they ever did right, but they stood by a word from God, by the time their life was finished, 
their generation had been changed. This is applicable, applicable for each of us today. That's it powerful. Is. Because we need to have an understanding of how to interpret the past. It's important for us to understand how to interpret the past, how to understand what happened before we came along. Well, this says that we can look at the past through the eyes of people that stood on a word from God. And by them standing on the word of God, they actually changed the age or the time when they live. If that was true in the past? It's true today. It's true today. And that affects the way we see ourselves in the world that we live in, that your family, your city, whatever difficulties you're going through, so many people think this, so many people say this will never change, or this can't change, or this is the way things will be. But if you have a word from God, that is more important. That has more weight, or should have more weight in your life than anything else anybody else says. And if you stand by it and never let go of it, your family will be changed. Your church will be changed. When you get into agreement with God, I say it's like you get into alignment with God. When you really get into alignment with God, it's like a conduit that suddenly becomes clear. The channel becomes clear so that God's power can begin to flow through and change everything around you. Now, sometimes it takes us a while to get into alignment. That's probably why it takes so long. The mm -hmm. problem is not God, it's us. But when we finally get into that place of alignment, change flows into the world around us. And Rick, I want to say something because that power is in us. We're agreeing with the power of God in us and the power of God in us doesn't change according to the circumstances. The power of God is there for any circumstance, no matter how difficult it is, you've got what it takes to go through whatever it is that you're facing. All right, let me read to you a translation of this verse. Listen to this home group. Through faith, through the unbendable, unbreakable, never give up kind of faith that stands by what it's hoping for, we understand that different time periods within the past history of mankind different generations, decades, centuries, and millennial had been framed, that is, altered, modified, and radically changed by individuals who received a word from God so that things which are seen were not made of things which do appear, which basically means by the time they finished, they left everything different than how they found it. And Hebrews chapter 11, the whole chapter is about individuals like that. We're going to see tomorrow night the story of Enoch. Enoch received a word from God, and people thought he was crazy. I'm sure they laughed at him, they mocked him, but he knew he heard from God. He held on to it. He received the manifestation. The next night, we're going to be looking at the example of Abraham. Abraham had a word from God. People must have thought he had lost his mind, but he knew he didn't lose his mind. And even though they mocked him, jeered at him, ridiculed him, he stood by his word from God, and we're all here today because of Noah standing by a word from God. And when Noah was finished, the world was definitely different than how he found it. Then on Friday night, we're going to be looking at the example of Abraham. Abraham was a pagan. He didn't even know God, and God spoke to him. He was called, and he got into agreement with that word from God and stood by it, refused to give up. And even though it took Abraham decades and decades, by the time that Abraham was finished, he had altered everything.
standing by a word from God, that man changed history. And we're all here today because of somebody who said, I'm never going to give up. Mm -hmm. I'm never going to let go. And that's the power you have. Your family will be changed if you don't let go. Your body will be healed if you don't let go. Cast not away your confidence. It has great recompense of reward. Payday is coming your way if you'll stay in a place of faith and say, I'll never surrender. I'll never let go. And that is the behavior of faith according to Hebrews 11, verse 1. Maxine, did you enjoy this tonight? I loved it. Thank you for teaching us. Oh, really? Well, Paul, would you pray for our home group? Yes. Father God, I thank you that we can be together tonight. And Lord, I ask you to help each of us to stand by the word that you have given us. Amen. Lord, I ask you to remind those people who have for some reason left or forgotten the word that you've given, given them and help, them, help us to stand by it. In the name of Jesus, amen. Amen. Go to bed, sleep well. We'll see you tomorrow night. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. If you enjoyed this teaching, please subscribe, like, and comment so more people can see it.